You're listening to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show, your daily podcast on the National Football League, powered by the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show. We're making our pick. Well, we're not making our picks. Matt and I make our picks Friday. Our guest, Chris Raybon of the Action Network, will be making his best bet six-pack of picks for Sunday's games. We're going to preview Thursday night football. This football season will be different, and Pepsi is here to get you ready for game day no matter how you watch this season. Pepsi is the refreshment you need to power through game day and become a member of the League of Football Watchers. These passionate fans are the real generational talent that Pepsi fuels. Because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game, it's made for those who watch it. Pepsi, made for football watching. Brian Peacock at BD Peacock on Twitter, alongside the scout Matt Williamson at Williamson NFL. Before we get to Thursday Night Football, Matt, before we get to Chris's picks, uh, we have more bad COVID news that surrounds the Tennessee Titans football team and now reports the Week 5 game between the Bills and Titans could be moved to Monday or Tuesday. And the question that I start to have here is if there's protocol breakdowns within the Tennessee Titans. And if any of this is found to be the Titans fault, do we start talking about forfeits with this team? That's the one word I don't like, but every other penalty you can give this team, I am in favor of because you and I didn't talk about this yesterday because I didn't know about it then that there's a video of Ryan Tannehill over the weekend getting together with his receivers presumably A.J. Brown and Corey Davis, who was one of the ones that just went on COVID, after ex- the the commissioner explicitly said, you guys are not to interact anywhere on the planet. And to me, that's a slap in the face of the rules. That's dangerous to your teammates and opponents. That's, you know, a precedent needs to be sent more, you know, kind of along the lines of the coaches with their masks and things like that. But, hey, these are the rules we're all playing under. You guys are breaking the rules, and by all accounts, the Titans deserve some blame here. Originally, I felt bad for them, like, oh, I don't want anybody to get sick, yeah. and you know, but you know, it's just the human side of it. But it sounds like they might be ruining it for everybody. And I had a long talk about this on my Steelers show yesterday. I don't like the forfeits are terrible for me because the Steelers last week, the Bills this week, they don't deserve a win, you know. Do the Titans deserve a loss? Maybe. I mean, I don't have a problem with them. Penalize them any way you want. Yeah. But you can't give somebody a free victory. And we've never had a forfeit really in the history of the league. There was one like in 1942 that they're not sure if it was a forfeit or not, but whatever. So I did some homework on this. But I really think suspensions for those guys, if I'm caught on film breaking the rules and it's a medical issue too, um, fines, loss of draft picks. I mean, I know that sounds extreme, but – I think you have to set, put the hammer down immediately, but by no means can you give a team a win. It's tough because they it's almost earn. a forfeit anyway. I mean, they have a chance to play the game still, but if you penalize, you know, like maybe you don't even let the coach coach a game, right? So you make assistance coach the game and you lose your quarterback. You lose some big pieces that are penalizing this team. Essentially, when you go play that game, it's going to be tough for them to win anyway. So it might as well be uh, a forfeit. And then you're pushing back the schedule and changing the schedule. And, and if this game maybe has to be played because they've already used up the bye weeks now, right. like the Steelers game has to be played at the end of the year, then it might as well be a forfeit because it would be, you know, if, if you're, if you're going to, 
not let their best players play anyway, there's a good chance they lose. And so, you know, just might as well scrap the whole thing because, you know, you don't want to get players hurt and it, it just becomes uh, a really goofy situation. So hopefully they get this figured out and we don't have to go through any of that. I mean, it could end up being a, a unintentional, intentional walk type of situation where right. if Tannehill's suspended and A.J. Brown and Corey Davis and all these guys are on the COVID list, that they're not going to beat anyone anyway. But I still think you ha- you can't just say, hey, Buffalo, you get a win. I mean, uh, do you think the Patriots are cool with that? Or, hey, Steelers, you get a win. I mean, yeah. would Ravens fans would lose their mind. You know, I mean, the, the, the playoff seedings and tiebreakers, and that, that's not cool to me. But you're right. I mean, I kind of feel like the Titans' chances are over, though. And this is an interesting question posed by one of our listeners, HHV. He said, will you please address players hugging after games like Gilmore and Mahomes? How is the NFL allowing this? So, uh, and, and this is a good question. I think because it's against the rules. It's totally against the rules. Yeah, and I didn't yeah, see this, right, but right. Gilmore was on the on the list, right? No, he just went, he just tested positive like two days ago, and he was hugging Mahomes after the game. That's scary. And, you know, the Hunt Jeez. family probably wasn't thrilled about it. No, you can't do jersey swaps and stuff like that after the game because we want to separate this as much as possible. And there's there's contact when these guys play. Obviously, they're they're between the lines a lot right. during the games. But any extra contact that's not football related, because we're here for the football, right? And we're trying to get more of the football to happen. So any other contact outside of it just can't happen. Uh, like period. Right. And along those lines, uh, something I wanted to mention with the Titans. If you're the Bills and you're scheduled to play the Titans, and every day they get a new test. I'm not super psyched yeah. about blocking Jadavian Clowney 60 times or, you know what I mean? Or running routes against Adoree Jackson 60 times, you know, like we're going to interact and we're going to, you know, be on top of each other. And like, is this the healthiest thing for the bills? We have to move on to Thursday night football, Matt, a battle of three and one teams with playoff aspirations right now. And both teams playing at a, at a pretty high level, the big comeback for the Buccaneers last week, led by five touchdown passes from Tom Brady. It is the Bucks at Bears. Tampa favored by three in this one. I feel like maybe uh, Tampa should be favored by more. I'm more of a believer in what's going on with the Bucks than I am with the Bears, but it is in Chicago. It is. I, I think this team already, and this is obviously a Brady and a veteran trait, um, have that business-like mentality of we're the better team, it might not be flashy. We're not going to beat him by a million. We're going to go on the road, get the win, leave town with a W, have a nice long week, put our feet up. Because I, we're not going to see Godwin. O.J. Howard's gone. The running back situation's kind of in flux. The Evans availability isn't great. and But I just think that in the end of the day, Brady will look very calm and very – the night that he will look very calm and co- and composed and starting to really make this his team and look more comfortable. And we're going to be talking about Todd Bowles' defense saying, oh, they held the Bears to 10 points and Brady didn't have to do much and they won 17-10. A lot of the talk will be Brady and – Foles replacing Trubisky and and the quarterbacks in this game, but I think you kind of nailed it right there. I think this one comes down to the defenses because that's the strength of the Chicago Bears team right now, and they do have a pretty good defense. Can they keep it close and then do enough on offense to win this game? You nailed it when you say that I think the Bucks defense can do enough to keep the Bears offense suppressed to the point where you know the Bucks are going to put up a certain amount of points. Like I like the Bucks D a little better. They're both very good, and maybe they can create big plays, but. In terms of weapons, right now they're probably about equal. You know, Allen Robinson's a really good player, but I like the Bucks' offensive line better. 
And I like the Bucks quarterback way better not to screw it up. The Bucks offensive line is playing as one of maybe the best and maybe number one offensive line in the league. And rookie right tackle, they traded up one spot to get Tristan Wirfs. He's balling out right now for Tampa Bay. Yeah, he really is. He looks like a stud. And another secret superstar that nobody's really talking about, I wanted to mention, Wirfs and cornerback Carlton Davis, who's become a sort of a shutdown dude and following guys around. So Carlton Davis versus Allen Robinson, that is matchup number one that I can't wait to see. All right, we got to get to these picks for Sunday's games with Chris Raybon of the Action Network coming up. Have you visited rockauto.com yet? If you haven't, you need to because it's the best place to go to keep your car running at an optimal level. If you need accessories for your vehicle, if you need anything at all involving your vehicle, it is such an amazing selection at rockauto.com and their prices are always reliably low. Why go to other retailers when Uh, They have such a limited stock, and you don't know what they're even ordering on the other side of a computer screen. You can go find exactly what you need for your make and model, a ridiculous selection at rockauto.com, and keep your vehicle on the road. Or maybe even add some fun aftermarket parts, right? rockauto.com is a family-owned business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com with a unique catalog, remarkably easy to navigate, quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. Visa knows that local businesses are the heartbeat of our communities. Whether there are corner stores, our coffee spots, or our favorite shops, local businesses have always been there for us. They remember our orders, they call us by name, always giving back, making a difference, and going that extra mile to support us and our community. And right now, more than ever, local businesses need our support, so now it's time for us to return the favor. The next time you go shopping, make the choice to shop at local businesses and look for the contactless symbol and tap to pay with a contactless Visa to help support your community because where and how you shop matters. Visa, everywhere you want to be, official partner of the NFL. Joining us once again, one of my favorite segments of the week on Peacock and Williamson is Chris Raybon of the Action Network. He does the Action Network sports betting podcast with co-host Stucky, who is his partner in crime when they make their Sunday six-pack of picks that he's going to go over today with us for week five. And Chris, before we get into the week five picks, I want to look back a little bit. And Matt and I were talking Friday when we were making our picks for last week that this that week four slate of games was more difficult to find six games we really felt good about. Other weeks, there was a lot more games and we felt strong about other games. It was just an odd week. And it looked like that when we see the results here because uh, not great results overall. And in fact, you and I went head-to-head a couple of times, Chris, here, and I don't know if they were Stucky's picks or not, and you can uh, let us know about that, but uh, I won both of the ones we went head-to-head. I had Saints over Lions, minus four, and I had Bills, minus three, over Raiders, but overall, it was definitely a, a week that, a lot less confidence than the first three weeks of the season. I don't know if you guys felt the same way when you were making your picks last week. Yeah, so that, that uh, I take the full blame for that Lions pick. Felt good about it going in. Uh, you know, the Saints were just really banged up. I mean, they were missing a ton of their best players. Um, that's a situation where I'm usually going to to take the 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 home dog every time. But, um, you know, the uh, the Bills one, that was one I felt less confident about. I, I actually bet on the Bills. Um, you know, Stuck and I, if you guys, if anyone wants to listen to the podcast, one of the things 
that made it an award-winning podcast was that we don't agree very often. And so we, we oftentimes get into to pretty big debates on some of these picks. And uh, there is a, a somewhat of a debate about one of them that uh, I'll talk to you about this, this, uh, this week as well. But yeah, the, the bills, I'm, I'm a believer in the bills, to be honest. I think uh, Josh Allen has uh, what it takes to win in this league. You know, he's not turning the football over as much, you know, he's not throwing picks. He'll still fumble, but he's, you know, if you're running like that, the way he's running and then he has games where he doesn't even run that much and he's still, you know, slinging it through the air. So um, for them to go on the road, you know, across the country and get that win, go to four and oh and build two games between them and the Patriots. I thought it was impressive, but yeah, it was a, it was a tough week overall. Uh, you know, that the, uh, just talking to you guys off air, the Eagles game felt like the most uh, unsure one. And that was the one that ended up uh, cashing for us. Nice. Looking at, the Bills and Josh Allen, I think that's a great point. And it's been amazing And because I faded the Bills the week before. And I and I because I was like, OK, there's going to be a re- regression with Josh Allen. And that now that we've seen him a quarter of the season. I'm thinking that's not regression. This is the guy that we have now. And he he's always had the talent, the arm talent and the athleticism, which is why he got drafted so high a few years ago. But there, you know, accuracy and some of the I, I, for lack of a better term, quarterbacky stuff. You know, some of the things that really good quarterbacks do, he was bad at. He was bad at in college, and he was bad at his first couple of years in the NFL. And he's fixed a lot of those things. Number one is accuracy, and now I'm a full believer because I, I expected regression and maybe, you know, not putting up insane numbers like he did earlier on. But, man, Josh Allen looks a lot more like the real, real deal, the team that Buffalo's put around him. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you, man. I'm all in on the Bills right now. Yeah, and with quarterbacks... Their statistics, just from a kind of more of a statistical nerdy standpoint, but like their statistics stabilize, uh, which means they become predictive uh, after when you start getting into the, you know, 250 to 500 dropback range. And so, you know, Josh Allen already, you know, has about 200 or so dropbacks this year, uh, was playing well last year as well, wasn't really throwing as many interceptions even last year. So um, you can start to really... Uh, take those numbers seriously uh, a lot quicker for quarterbacks than some other positions like for example you know a receiver's yards per catch or a running back's yards per carry that's a lot more likely to regress but um, you know quarterback you know yards per attempt sack rate interception touchdown rate things like that uh, not interception rate that that takes a little longer but a lot of the other numbers for quarterbacks tend to uh, become predictive a lot quicker uh, and stabilize a lot quicker. So when you see guys like that doing well, uh, a lot you can believe in it. And the flip side is uh, when a guy's struggling, you usually know he's not the answer. And I think that's why you saw uh, Dwayne Haskins get benched uh, for the Washington football team. Uh, you know, they're saying he's not ready to be an NFL starter. I don't think he will be ready to be a starter. We've already seen him for, you know, o- you know over 10 games and it hasn't been good. Real quick, you know, you mentioned how Allen has not been throwing picks. I just saw this today that over his last 15 games, which is basically a whole NFL season, mm-hmm. his TD to interception ratio is 27 to 3. Woo! I mean, that that's reminds me of a, a guy in uh, in Green Bay that yeah, played right. the Packers or something like that. Yeah. So, you know, <laughs> listen, when you can move around in this day and age in the NFL – uh, it just helps so much. It's kind of like a mirror of fantasy football, right? Like you need those rushing quarterbacks. You can't show up to your fantasy football league with, 
you know, like a, uh, a Philip Rivers or something anymore, or even like a Matthew Stafford. You have to have a, an Allen or, or a Deshaun Watson or a Kyle or one of those guys. And it's kind of like that in the league in general now. That, yeah. that just gives you such an advantage. And you look at Stephon Diggs, top five in yards per route run again this year after finishing number two last year. And the guy that's replacing him in Minnesota, Justin Jefferson, number two. In, I mean, number one in yards per route run. So uh, that, I thought that was pretty interesting as well. And I wonder if that the trend is going to continue now with NFL teams because we're seeing so many highly athletic, big-armed quarterbacks play well and 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 become, you know, elite level players in the NFL and be such a problem for teams to defend. Whereas the, the busts in the draft used to be the big, tall, fast guys like Josh Allen that, you know, didn't, that missed maybe they were missing maybe something else. And now we're seeing the ones that were supposed to have that magic sauce that were maybe more of a West coast style quarterback. Traditionally, those are the guys that are busting now in the league. So I, I wonder if that's just going to really push up any athletic, big arm quarterback in college and teams to say, look, this is the new way that we're going to have to do things. So let's draft this guy and coach him up. Yeah. I mean, you even look at the guys that don't fit that like prototype exactly but look what Joe Burrow did you know last year where he wasn't necessarily you don't think of him as like this running quarterback in the same way you do Allen but uh when it came to pressure and, and moving in the pocket he was amazing and I think he was also the most efficient rusher among quarterbacks in college last year and you're starting to see that translate in, into the league as well so uh you know when you just are standing around in the pocket like you're a sitting duck in, in this day and age in the NFL that's the thing that uh, you know, good defenses, they can get pressure uh, without blitzing. And if you're a sitting duck in that pocket and you, they got seven back in coverage, uh, you really have no chance. Yeah, and you mentioned Haskins. That's a big thing he's going to have a lot of struggles to overcome. I mean, I, if he goes to another team, are they going to want a pocket passer? You know, I mean, he is not light-footed or quick and never will be. Yeah, and and unfortunately, the decision-making follows suit because Haskins is also, yeah, he's a slow decision-maker. He doesn't process as quickly. And other quarterbacks have those issues sometimes. Uh, You know, Kyler Murray has those issues sometimes. Deshaun Watson has those issues sometimes. But um, the difference is when when that happens, that clock goes off in their head and they can still make a play. And it'll look great on TV. Whereas with Haskins, you you see what happened. He ends up on the bench. All right, Chris, let's get into our week five six pack representing the Action Network. Matt and I will make our picks Friday representing the Locked On Podcast Network. And yes, we do represent the entire network here on the Peacock and Williamson NFL (laughs) show. So with that, Chris... You and Stucky make your picks on the Action Network Sports Betting Podcast. And if you want to throw your co-host Stucky under the bus at all during this podcast, you can. He's not here to defend himself. And I'm okay with it. And I know uh, he was over on his picks last week. So what do you guys have this weekend? And what is your strategy to buck that trend? Yeah, so I mean, I, I'm not never going to throw him under the bus. You know, we both and go through you know losing streaks and winning streaks. But um, you know, there are again, there are picks that we will disagree on. I'll talk about one in a second, but I'll start off with with my first pick, and uh, it's one of my favorite picks, and it's the Carolina Panthers getting uh, one and a half on the road against the Atlanta Falcons. And uh, you know, we talked about you know some quarterbacks that are struggling, like Haskins. There's some coaches struggling in this league. We already saw Ooh. Bill O'Brien, you know, go down. Uh, Matt Patricia, you know, maybe next. Adam Gase as well. But Dan Quinn 
Uh, it has been a consistent issue with the Atlanta Falcons falling short of expectations. And I mean, this is one of the most ridiculous uh, trends that I've seen in recent memory. Dan Quinn, in his career, when the Falcons are a favorite before December, which, you know, December is when after, after you play bad, then the lines kind of morph. But September to November, Dan Quinn is a favorite nine and 26 against the wow. spread 26%. He's over his last eight one for his uh, last 11. Uh, it, it, they've just consistently fallen short. Um, they consistently, uh, don't look as prepared and they, they're also struggling with a ton of injuries. You look at DVOA, the Panthers are rated as the better team. The Panthers are 19th in DVOA, 14th on offense. Uh, the Falcons are the only team that are bottom 20 in offense, defense, and special teams. Uh, they're a bottom six team according to DVOA. So uh, I'm not really valuing this home field advantage for the Falcons very strongly. Um, and then you also have Dan Quinn. You know, when this team is coming off a loss the prior week, you usually see teams play better the next week, even if you know they you know they don't necessarily win the game. You usually see them outperform expectations, cover the spread. Uh, Dan Quinn off a loss, off a straight up loss in his Falcons career, the next week, the Falcons are just 38% against the spread. So they're falling short of expectations, you know, multiple weeks in a row. Um, it, it's just, it's been a struggle with them. And so uh, I'm going to continue to target uh, the Atlanta Falcons with this Panther team that I think is a little better than people thought. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater uh, efficient on with his passing over eight yards in attempt. It, it's funny. You mentioned coaching, coaching I think the Panthers have found their coach. Like Panthers and Miami are two teams to me mm -hmm. that they've got their coach. Uh, I could see Brady as a head coach next year, even, you know, like I think they have some really smart guys in charge of that organization now. And it's funny you picked this one first because I've only placed one bet all week. And this line I think was two and a half mm -hmm. um, early in the week. You'd probably know better than I would. And I took the Panthers money line, you know, I'm like, they're the better team. Absolutely. I totally agree. I mean, this one jumps out from the beginning and you have so many things just pointing in the, in the Panthers favor. I mean, uh, when you have a team on the road that visits a winless home team in, in week five, um, historically, now, usually you'd expect these spots again, where, you know, you have a struggling team. Usually those teams do well against the spread because mm -hmm. the market is going to undervalue them, uh, due to recency bias. But when, a uh, a, a Road team visits a winless home team uh, going back to 2003 in week five. Uh, the road team is actually 16, four and one, 80 percent against the spread uh, against those winless teams. So those are teams to pick on. And don't look now, but Teddy Bridgewater, 30 and nine against the spread in his career, 77 percent. Wow. Everything pointing to the Panthers on this one. Yeah, Matt, you're right. Actually, I've seen it was uh, three and a half to open yep. this game. Wow. So. Um, that was a great number. Yeah, that's, this one definitely jumps out. And, and the Panthers were a team that I lost on last week because I bet on the Cardinals. And now those two teams seem like they're going in opposite directions. Now the Panthers seem like a team that is playing with a lot of confidence. And Matt Rule definitely has them going in, in the right direction very early in the season. All right. The rest of Chris's best bets, the six pack for week five coming up on Peacock and Williamson. I know you guys have been fired up for Built Bars. Well, now there's something else filled with protein to give you energy, and that is Built Go. Whether it's a mental or physical wall, break through it with Go every day. 
easy to take in one and a half ounce packages. Put it in your pocket, put it in your backpack, put it in your briefcase, wherever you're going, your gym bag. It's the perfect energy protein boost. Put it in your golf bag, power you through the back nine. It's not like one of those fake energy drinks. It ends up making you feel worse and puts you in a new crash eventually. Built Go is the best workout gel on the market. Plus, it's natural, so it's better for the body and mind. Three delicious flavors, peanut butter, honey, chocolate, coconut, and chocolate mint. Built Go combines energy gel with collagen protein. Collagen protein is fast absorbing, so it gets into your system fast. Plus, it's easy on the stomach. Loaded with good stuff, B vitamins, beta alanine, honey, and yeah, a little kick of caffeine. Visit BuiltGo.com and use promo code LOCKED and you'll get 30% off your next order. Use promo code LOCKED for 30% off BuiltGo at BuiltGo.com. Let's go. Pick number two for the Action Network Sunday Six Pack. Yeah, so this one is the one where if you guys listen to the podcast, I'm I'm always weary when, when Stuck wants to bet against uh, <laughs> the Seahawks. Um, but you know, he's taking the, the Vikings here plus seven, uh, and to a point I do get it. I mean, you have a team in the Seahawks that has to regress at some point. I think, I believe they're 14 to 15 in the red zone. Um, it, you know, it's just been absolutely bonkers how well Seattle has been playing. Uh, but you know, in this spot, historically the Seahawks covering, uh, by five or more, you know, their average, you know, uh, margin against the spread is over five points. Um, when you faded those teams uh, historically, uh, that's been about a 65% win rate against the spread, you know, because, you know, as teams keep covering and keep covering, they keep getting over, more and more overvalued. Um, in this game uh, last season, I believe the Seahawks closed as two and a half point favorites. Um, now they are pretty banged up. Russell Wilson obviously playing a lot better, but. Um, I, I don't know if it warrants necessarily the, uh, you know, what is it? Four and a half point swing. So, you know, going with that one, I, I'm not feeling great about it just because Russell Wilson and, and Mahomes are generally the two quarterbacks that I hate betting against. Um, but, you know, they're, Stucky makes really good points for it. And uh, um, there's a lot of things kind of backing that up. Um, you know, that uh, Seattle is starting to get a little bit overvalued here. They're not going to go undefeated against the spread on the season. I don't think <laughs> I agree with everything you said, including I don't want to bet against Russell right, Wilson. Right. Like I do this every summer and a couple summers ago, I just kind of said analytics don't apply to the Seahawks. Every, 31 other teams. It matters. Things like regression don't matter to this team because of the guy they have a quarterback. No, I, I agree. I don't think I've bet against Seattle or Kansas city personally in Two, over two years like since, <laughs> since Mahomes became the quarterback of the Chiefs I don't think I've bet against him and I don't think I've bet against Russ just because and, and, and it's kind of like the opposite of the Falcons right where whatever right. numbers you, your model spits out for the Falcons they're going to be wrong <laughs> it's like so it, it is they tough, find but, a way to lose right. right right but you know no this is listen the Seahawks uh, and, and Stucky makes this point the Seahawks have uh only beaten teams by more than one possession. Uh, I believe it's twice going back to the start of last year. And they've won about, uh, you know, 15, 16 games since that, you know, over that span. So this is a team that always plays close one possession games. The line is seven. Uh, so at worst, you're hoping to get a push. But, uh, you know, this could easily be, you know, a 35-30 game or, or something like that. So, um, you know, going with C uh, Minnesota plus seven uh, at the Seahawks. 
Chris, we do have to move here pretty quickly, but one more question here when it pertains to the Seahawks and teams like the Cowboys, and we're just seeing around the league that defenses are playing horribly. Do you think there's some positive regression league-wide defensively and some things will stabilize at some point here midseason? Not as much as it usually does. Usually you see in the warmer weather, uh, it's a little higher scoring, and as it gets colder, um, you start to see scoring tick down. It will tick down a little bit, but uh, we are seeing less holding penalties being called, uh, as we talked about, and we're also seeing less false starts. So less offensive penalties means less drive-killing penalties means more Mm. points. So uh, I think this uh, scoring uh, trend is here to stay. All right, pick number three in the Action Network six-pack. Going with the Cleveland Browns plus two against the Indianapolis Colts uh, home dog situation. Indianapolis started the year pretty strong uh, after that, you know, upset by Jacksonville, but uh, I think there's kind of, they're getting a little overrated. You look at who they've played. They played the Jags and lost. Uh, They played the New York Jets and the Chicago Bears, two inept offensive teams. And uh, I think there's question marks about this Colts team on offense. Uh, they they haven't been great uh, in terms of DVOA. They're 24th. Uh, they're 30th and third down conversion rate. Uh, they failed to top 20 points in both of their road games. So uh, this Cleveland team that uh, Kareem Hunt is actually number one in success rate, in rush success rate. Nick Chubb was near the bottom of the week. So they're actually not losing much um, when you're just kind of swapping in Hunt for Nick Chubb. Um, that's the way you beat Indianapolis. You, you, you know, you move the chains and you force them to uh, convert third downs and, and move the ball. And that's when you start to see the Phillip Rivers turnovers. So um, Cleveland uh, going with them here, uh, some injuries for Indianapolis that uh, are concerning. We'll see if Costanzo Leonard and Okariki go. Yeah, I like that one a lot. And I'm not so sure that Cleveland's not the better team too. You know, the Colts have Colts are all defense, no offense. And I don't trust their quarterback. <laughs> The Browns, I don't trust their quarterback, and I don't trust their defense like I do the Colts, but I trust their scheme and their ability to run the ball and keep games close, and they're playing pretty well. Absolutely. I think this, you know, when it's all said and done, we might look at the the Browns and and say they're the better team, and the Colts have played the Jets and the Bears, and, and that's not right, that important. Right. Pick number four in the Action Network Sunday six-pack is? The Houston Texans six-and-a-half. Uh, point favorites against the Jaguars. Uh, This is Stuckey's, and he actually has some really great research on this. Uh, When teams change their head coach, um, they're winning at about a uh, 13% higher rate than than you would expect, and they're performing, you know, that much better against the spread than, um, you know, before the coach got fired. So um, usually you see the market underrate these kind of teams a little bit. Um, Houston – really hasn't had its coming out party yet. You know, that, you know, you're kind of waiting for it and waiting for it, but maybe against the Vikings didn't happen for Houston. Uh, JJ Watt called out Bill O'Brien. Now Bill O'Brien is gone. I think you see a, a motivated Houston team. Um, Jaguars game is always a little tough to predict, but um, I think you see a motivated, uh, different looking Houston team. And it's just a good kind of situational spot uh, for them against one of the worst defenses in the league after they started off playing you know Kansas City and Baltimore and Pittsburgh and you know even Zimmer is, is you know four weeks into the season not the easiest thing so um, I think it's a, a coming out party for Houston here pick number five for the Sunday six-pack we've got the Panthers Vikings Browns and Texans so far the New York Giants uh, nine and a half point underdogs against the Cowboys listen 
you look at the Cowboys defense, it, it has struggled. The Giants have played four of the, the top defenses in the league, you know, the Steelers, the 49ers, the Chicago Bears, and the Rams. And so the Giants look completely inept. Uh, you know, they've still covered uh, a couple, you know, two games. They, they held it close against the Rams and they covered against the Bears, had a chance at the end uh, as well. Um, but I think you're going to see a little more like the Daniel Jones that we saw last year, you know, had some explosiveness to him, um, made more plays. It's just been a struggle uh, thus far against these defenses. This Cowboy defense is nothing like that. Um, so and the Giants have also been playing pretty good run defense. You know, they have. Right, right. Right. And so what that does for the spread is that the, if the Cowboys get ahead, which they haven't been doing, but if they do, the Giants aren't, you know, they're they're not the easiest team to just pull away from because they can still stop the run. So uh, mm-hmm. like the Giants uh, in this spot, uh, divisional dogs, usually you're going to see on the road uh, early in the season, September to November, again, in December, things start to get out of whack. But uh, September to November, 56% uh, are divisional road dogs. These things are usually closer uh, than you would think. And I think this is uh, the easiest game the Giants will have uh, thus far. It, it was such a massive fantasy theme all summer long was, okay, if you're excited about Jones or you're going to take Barkley second overall or you're going to roll the dice on Ingram or Slayton, you're going to have to you know struggle through that first month. You know, look, look at the defenses they're playing. But everybody forgets that after watching four miserable games by them. You know, like it's probably going to get better. Yeah, and uh, I love Slayton in fantasy this week and Ingram. I think they're both great fantasy plays. Daniel yeah. Jones, I think he's a top 12 uh, quarterback this week if you have him, um, if he's on your waiver wire or something like that, which he very well may be. Yeah, uh, this is the week to pick him up. All right, Panthers, Vikings, Browns, Texans, Giants, and the final selection, Chris, for the Action Network's Sunday six-pack. The football team. They are, you know, talked about them switching quarterbacks. They're at home, home dog. Uh, Rams going across the country. They're not going to be as familiar with what, uh, you know, Kyle Allen is going to do. But Allen is familiar with Rivera and that system. So, um, you know, I think it kind of works in the the favor of the football team here where, um, you know, this is this is. I think a well-coached team that was really hamstrung by their quarterback in Haskins and Allen isn't much better, but he, he, he kind of knows his way around things at this point. And uh, the defense has been very good. The defense has, is top five in DVOA overall. Uh, and we saw this Rams team struggle to pull away from the giants last week. And the, I think that this, the football team uh, can play a, a similar way uh, against the Rams here. So, uh, seven and a half. Uh, it was Stucky's pick, but I like it. Um, you know, with the football team taking Kyle Allen. Now that Haskins is out of the way, I think you're going to see a little bit uh, of improvement. I have Allen worth more to the spread than Haskins. Yeah, I, it sounds like Stucky because he picked the Houston game too. Puts a lot of value in a a big shakeup within the organization, and usually that those type of things yield immediate results. That doesn't mean. They found their quarterback in Allen or Houston's going to the playoffs this year or anything like that. But those type of things will shake up an organization. And you mentioned cross-country road trip, one o'clock start. I mean, this is a 10 o'clock start for the Rams. 
Yeah, absolutely. It, you know, we it, granted they did leave points on the table against the Giants, but those are the things that happen when you're going and making, you know, um, you know, when you're you're kind of playing cross country road trips now. So they were at home against the Giants and, and kind of came out flat. So um, I actually think I also bet the over in this game at 45. I think um, you know Allen is going to play a little bit looser, and, and uh, I think that they'll actually be able to to, to get a couple of, of scores on the Rams, and uh, that will force the Rams to play a little bit more. Uh, pass heavy than they've been because they've been pretty run heavy uh, throughout this season. So, but uh, yeah, going with the the football team here with the new QB, uh, we'll see how that turns out. But uh, Alex Smith waiting in the wings. We might yeah. see some Alex Smith. What a story that is with Alex Smith. And by the way, Chris, uh, you guys, I believe the second straight week have all underdogs with your picks and getting points in every game. And actually the Texans, the Texans are the one favorite. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, there we go. Yep. Texans. Okay. But yeah, generally we we um, are going to be picking a lot of underdogs because uh, that's where the market is usually going to show the most value. Um, again, I think the teams the teams I usually feel the most confident betting as favorites are the Chiefs, uh, the Seahawks, and the Patriots before this disaster uh, at quarterback. But uh, in, in general, people bet on favorites and, and it shifts the money and the, and the books have to adjust the lines and then you know you're getting value with the dog. There's our Sunday six-pack for the Action Network from Chris Raybon. You can find him on Twitter at Chris Raybon, and you can find the Action Network sports betting podcast everywhere that podcasts are found, like wherever you found this one. Chris, always a pleasure. Thank you so much. Thanks, fellas. Good luck this weekend.